When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Download the podcast. Say play ESPN on, pop up on your smart speakers. What up, baby? Download the app, one app, one tap, one Jack. Tap, Am I What's still working? On? What's up, Key? Am I still working? You're still working. Got oh, you okay. working all day. I was told to mind my business, and so I just wanted to know if I was still working. Minding your business. Who told yeah, you to mind your business? This is your business. business. This show is your business. This is your business. Yeah, he was talking, and I thought he was talking to us, talking about, oh, uh, we need to bring you guys in on a conversation. Who? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm like, who, what? Like, exactly. let me in on it. That's exactly my point. That's why I said mind your business, because it had nothing to do with the on-air content. It had nothing to do with you this show. You should have said specifically it had we nothing to do. We were back in 10 seconds. I just said, mind your own business. We're, no, that's not Max what you and said. I were having a conversation about something well, that needs to be take, discussed after the show. Take me out show. of queue and I won't hear you. Therefore, I won't be able to chime in. It's a lot of quibbling going on Peek right behind now. the curtain. I don't know what has happened. I don't because either. Because he's a, uh, oh, if I could just tell you what he really is. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell, tell him. I'll no, a, a, stop, Evan. Stop he's an ass. Grade A. Choice. When you, you call know, someone that, when you call someone that and you say grade A, is that better or worse? Because on the one hand, you're a great example of that. On the other hand, if you degrade, the, if it's grade D so or you're whatever, a great, you're a great that ass. means that you're, that you're bad and you're... Ooh, I haven't yeah. said this in a long time, oh, no. though. Oh, no. Only reason why he's even here because oh, no. of his dad. Ooh. Oh, for Christ's sake. How did it get so personal? That's, that's very personal. That's yes, where the lines, I, yeah, where the lines personal... cross sometimes, Keith. Yes. building. By the, by the way, you can say that about all of us. The only reason we're here is because of our dads. Right? No, <laughs> no, that's not true because I don't know who my dad is. So therefore, But that's still, but nevertheless, still he exists yes. or existed, right? I'm talking, about, so many lines. I'm talking about the job that he got. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yes, the unfair yeah. advantage that he was given. <laughs> Well, Key, you give your kids an unfair advantage now. Isn't that what we all strive for? Jay, <laughs> you, you, you in the political correct stance all the time is not going to work. Oh, I'm me. not politically correct all the time, but I hear what you're saying. All right, Max, I'll, I'll, you and I will talk I after you. So, so, pro football focus, guys. I, I want to get to talk this because, because, because New York cares about this one, guys. They asked the question on Twitter. Listen up, New York. Who has the brightest future between the Jets, Jags, Lions, Texans, and Giants? So the Jags, we know, we know, they just, you know, they got the coaching situation better than it was, and they got a bright talent at quarterback. The Lions, oy, that what a mess. And the Texans will see lots of stuff up in the air still, right? Who has a brighter future, the Jets or the Giants? Who has a brighter future? Because on the one hand, Key, the Giants have traditionally traditionally been managed better than the Jets. They have better ownership, right? Yeah. On the other hand, the Jets, 
have a young quarterback who made a lot of strides last year. They yeah. drafted a couple good offensive linemen. Who has a brighter future? Okay, so the future means beyond four, right? However you want to interpret that. Like, who, who – I, 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 Mm-hmm. I know you're going to disagree with me just because that's what you, you and Jay want to do. Mm-hmm. It's the Giants. No, I, think the Giants have, I think the Giants have a better future, man. Why? I really honestly do. I, I think they got a good coach in Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. I think they got a good general manager in Joe Shane who learned under Brandon Bean, who, by the way, is going to join us in about 10 minutes. Mm. Um, and I think that they have some pieces in play. They certainly are going to get their faster turnaround than the Jets. I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. I understand that they picked up a couple offensive linemen in Beckton and company. I get it. But I'm not sold on Robert Sala either. Uh, Are you sold on Joe Douglas, Key? I'm not sold on Joe Douglas. Mm. I like some of his – I like some of his drafting and some of the acquisitions that he has picked up and moving on from Jamal Adams and turning that into – uh, two first round picks, some of the some of the moves, but I'm not sold. Like Robert Sala hasn't sold me. Uh, 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 Mike Lafleur hasn't sold me. He went from the sideline to the booth, then they bring in the quarterback coach from that was his personal. Co- all, it's just a lot of stuff that needs to settle down for the Jets. Um, for a guy like Robert Sala, who's supposed to be this nail, as tough as nails. He got caught into a back and forth with Rex Ryan, and it's just it's just too much. See, well, I, I think the Giants are now pretty solid. I might lean towards the Jets, and that's shocking for me as a Giants fan, just because I, you talk about not being so key. I haven't seen Brian Dable be a head coach yet. You know, I haven't seen Joe Shane run a complete organization yet. And I know you're not sold on Zach Wilson. I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. And I know that you're looking at Joe Douglas, and we're talking about some of the draft picks. But, I mean, between Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, it just it feels like there's a core that you could build around there, whereas I still think there's a lot of critical decisions to be made with the Giants around Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I feel like a lot is up in the air for the Giants. And I can't say because of the history that I trust the decision-making of Brian Dable and Joe Shane yet. Even though it smells right, I'm not sure it is right yet. I have to say the Giants, but this is the reason. I can't live in a world where the Jets' future is brighter than the Giants' future. <laughs> I don't want to live in that world. I can't do it. I, so I have, I have uh, um, rose-colored glasses on. I think that, look, at this moment, the Jets may be in a better position because they have been more competently run because Gettleman wasn't the GM for the last four or five years, Right. But I really do like the hires. I, do I like I, – I think Dable has a chance, and I think Shane is going to be a good GM. At, at the very least, everything they've said and done so far tells me I'm in competent hands. At least they're competent, right? Yes. And a competently run organization – where the Jets give you mixed feelings about that. The Giants just gave you awful feelings about that. Jets give you mixed that, now, if Beckton never got hurt, and they had Beckton and Vera Tucker, and they got Linderbaum with the pick, and now all of a sudden I go, uh-oh, ducks in a row, left left guard, center. Oh, my God, this line is a chance to be all pro for years and all that. I might feel differently, but Beckton did get hurt. We don't know what's going to happen in this draft yet, and the jury is out on Zach Wilson. Because of all that and the, and the kind of 
organizational advantages I feel the Giants now have, or at least I hope, I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, you, you'd look at it. Think about it, though, Max. The Giants' new regime is coming from a place in Buffalo where they've learned under Guy and Brandon Bean. They've learned uh, 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 Brian Dable certainly has learned how to turn things around as a play caller, and he's going to call the plays for the Giants. He's not handing the play call sheet to an offensive coordinator. He's the one who's calling the plays. He was successful at calling the plays. Remember what I always tell you. Don't follow the title and think, oh, my God, we got a great offensive coordinator who never called plays before. This is not Matt Nagy coming from Kansas City. This is someone who actually turned a a quarterback's career around in Josh Allen, who took them to the AFC Championship game and a couple playoff wins, a couple division titles here recently. You now inherit that. He's not surrendering that. Now he has to try and fix Daniel Jones or go sign Mitch Trubisky to fight with Daniel Jones. One well, of the Mitch two. might be a little expensive, it turns out. Well, yeah, I mean, he might be a little expensive, but sometimes, you know, chasing the money versus chasing your career is a little bit different for certain guys now, right? I mean, hmm. you know, maybe $17 million to somebody else might be 13 to the Giants because I want to work with Brian Dable, who helped turn my career around, and I can get a long-term deal later on in the thing. So I think you guys are okay. I'm just not – I'm not sold on the Jets because I don't know what they are completely. Yeah. I, I, and then the question is, what are they going to get for Saquon if they dealt him? It looks like one GM said a fourth-round pick. Jeez, a fourth-round pick. Another executive said a fifth, maybe two-fifths. I don't think that's worth tri- – look, Saquon, if he ever gets back to what he was, I'm just telling you this right now. I know how this sounds. I, I, put, I, I will go look, YouTube it if you don't believe me. Saquon Barkley's career highlights, which basically boils down to college and one year in the pros where he was otherworldly as a rookie, stack up with the highlights of anyone who ever So what happens, Max, if he rushes for 1,600 yards next year? Right. That's what I'm saying. No, what happens, though? Now what are you going to do? Oh, oh, I see. Are you going to pay him? You, you're going to franchise him. You can't ever give a running back a long-term deal. Saquon, if you're listening to me, I apologize. I hope you get all the money in the world. I love you. But – but there's, but like, you know, running back contract just never works. Key, what do you think is the probability of Saquon making it through next season not being injured? Give me a Man. number. I hate that we're even doing this, but it just, you know. I, I, it, man, do I think he'll get through 16 games? No. I'll give you that. No. I mean, as a rookie, as a rookie, over 2,000 yards Prolific. from scrimmage. 15 touchdowns as a rookie. But, you know, just show me the last time a, a running back long-term deal worked out. By the way, Key mentioned Brian Dable, and I have high hopes with the Giants. Someone who knows him well is Brandon Bean. Let's bring the Bills GM into this show right now. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning. How you guys doing? Great. Good. Great. Good. Now that we got you here, we're doing better than we were. So it's uh, <laughs> it's been pretty busy for you guys uh, since the season ended because Joe Shane and Brian Dable, you know, left for my beloved Big Blue. What's the last few weeks been like for you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've had some change over here, uh, you know, with with losing those guys, especially on the coaching side. You know, a few guys went with Dable, and uh, so just trying to find some new pieces. We we were able to promote Ken Dorsey, you know, who Sean and I were. 
worked with in Carolina and then brought him on as a quarterback coach for Josh's second year starting in 2019. So it just it made sense in the end to keep that familiarity. He and Josh have a great relationship. And um, we added Joe Brady, uh, who, you know, was the coordinator in Carolina, had a success with Burrow down at LSU. And Aaron Cromer, uh, who had been with the Bills before, who's, you know, been a part of some some Super Bowl teams. So uh, for our O line, and so really just trying to uh, refill our staff and kind of uh, you know get our get our organization back functioning and and prepare for for a new season with with some new coaches and you know in queue. Brandon, how important was it though to stay within the house to have some stability and hire Ken Dorsey as your OC rather than go outside? Yeah, good question, Key. Um, when we first were on the quarterback tour, way back when we were, you know, interviewing Josh and, you know, Baker, Sam Darn, all these guys, uh, one of the things that we outlined was continuity for our quarterback. And, um, you know, fortunately for Josh's first four seasons, we had Dable for all four, um, obviously McDermott, myself, owners, and Dorsey was here for three. So that's that's been very fortunate. We've seen so many times with young quarterbacks um, having to change head coaches, coordinators, change systems, and it's it's hard enough to jump from the college game to the pro game. And so with this, you know, having Dorsey here, it just you know we looked around, but ultimately it made the most sense to keep that continuity, keep the same system for Josh, and uh, we're we're excited about where we're heading. Brandon Bean joining us, Bills General Manager, 2020 Sporting News NFL Executive of the Year here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Brandon, a lot of talk has been going in our show about Mitchell Trubisky and obviously his time that he had with Matt Nagy in Chicago kind of gave him an interesting narrative that was built around him. What impressed you guys about having Mitchell as a backup this past season? Yeah, I mean, couldn't say anything uh, negative about Mitchell. He came in here and, um, you know, rough finish in Chicago for him. But uh, he he was such a pro. And I tell you, talking to some of our defensive guys, Micah Hyde, Jordan Porter, some of those guys, you know, he really did a great job of going against, especially when it was he's he's rolling out there with the twos in practice and training camp, going against our ones. And, man, he operated – you know, as good as any backup I've seen do that. And, and uh, he's just a positive energy guy, even though, you know, I was telling the, the media last week, sometimes you'll get a guy who's a highly touted player. It didn't go well. He's kind of scorned. He comes here and you, you constantly hear him gripe about how they treated him. He never said a negative word about Chicago. It just told you what a pro he is. And, um, you know, we, we see him as a starter in this league. I think he's got a lot of talent. And now it's just about him finding the right fit and the right team as, as, as he moves forward. I do believe he'll get that starting chance here in 2022. You know, you guys, and I hate to bring this up, but you guys lost a heartbreaker to the Chiefs in the AFC Divisional game in which you didn't even uh, get an opportunity in overtime to get the ball. What changes, if at all, would you like to see uh, to these overtime rules? Yeah, I mean, Key, one of the things we proposed was was just making it a time. I mean, if the NBA or college basketball, they go into overtime, they, they, they play five minutes. And so we, we proposed uh, to play a time. And I'm talking about postseason. I'm not talking about regular season. Um, but 
you know, I do think it's going to be at least, you know, I don't know if that one will, will be the final one, but I do think there's going to be something um, strongly considered where at least both quarterbacks in the postseason get a chance to touch the ball. Um, you know, I think we've seen it happen. You know, it happened to Mahomes when, when Brady and those guys did it uh, three or four years ago. Um, it got to overtime, and Brady got the ball, and Mahomes never got it. So I just think, you know, it's such a quarterback league. The rules are set, you know, in favor of the offense over the defense that when you're playing to get to, in our you know, our situation, AFC Championship or Super Bowl, you'd like to see both quarterbacks get a chance to touch the ball. Brandon Bean, Bills GM with us, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. So I look at what you guys did in the offseason last year and the progress that, that – Josh Allen has made every year. That's rare that a guy – it's like a best-case scenario when you take a big, strong, young, raw kid that he develops year over year the way he has and that the team comes along with him. But here you are. How do you now get over that hump of the Kansas City Chiefs hump where you came so close this year? And now with Joe Burrow, also the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC stacked with young quarterbacks. How do you guys take that next step – that it, that it feels like you have the momentum toward. Yeah, it's a, you said it, Max. It's a, it's a gauntlet right now in the AFC with all these young quarterbacks. Um, that's why I don't know why uh, Rodgers would ever consider going to the to the AFC. Uh, there, there's already enough. It's, it's stacked. But yeah, we you know we're, we're right there. We just gotta we gotta make the plays when we get a chance. We AFC Championship a year ago. Uh, it's been the Chiefs both times. We've been right there with them. You know, this year we beat them in the regular season. Obviously, we know how it finished in the playoffs. So, we've just got to uh, we got to kind of retool. And um, you know, unfortunately, you, ha- you don't get to start back in the playoffs or, or late in the season. You know, it's zero and zero. So, uh, this will be a new team that we're kind of constructing, starting with free agency next week, and then on to the draft in in April. Uh, it'll be important for us to get as many of our key pieces that we can back, and then um, add some new players, some new talent. Um, you know, in free agency where we can, and then uh, we got to hit it on this draft. That you know, it's we're up against the cap like a lot of teams, and uh, you have to hit on your draft picks if you're going to have success. So April is going to be really important. Um, uh, Brandon, um, we know you can't talk specifically about free agents, right? You can't dive into that. But so hypothetically. Would you consider yep. a future Hall of Fame tight end who is very, very, very familiar with the AFC East and is from the Buffalo area? Well, um, you know, we we were in consideration last year of, uh, of talking about it. I mean, it didn't get down that road because, you know, Brady was definitely coming back to try and defend Tampa's title and, you know, I think as long as Tom Brady was playing, that was was never a case. You know, Brady's retired, and so um, you know we would listen if there's interest on their end. You know, you know if that happened, but ultimately uh, we got to get under the cap first, and we have to see what what money we have on our end, and and we got some pieces on our team that are currently free agents that we're talking to, but. Uh, right now, Key, we're six and a half, you know six point six over the cap, and that's before we sign anybody. So the first things first is to try and figure out what moves we got to make between now and next week, so that we can kind of operate once free agency hits. You got a pretty good tie in in Dawson Knox there. 
What do you like mostly about him? Um, Dawson is really grown. He, you know, this year he kind of took that that third year leap, and um, he's great with the ball in his hands. Key. That's that's probably one of the best things he does is um, getting in his hands in different way and, and just that rack. He's a physical runner. Uh, he's got straight line speed, and he's a he was a former quarterback. Um, didn't have any touchdowns in college, but was kind of converting. Uh, he had some smaller. Uh, he played at Ole Miss, had some opportunity to be a, a quarterback at a smaller division level, but decided to to convert to tight end. And it, that still was a process even when we got him here, just, you know, inline block and the things that you ask a tight end to do. And so he's he's really – not only has he done great catching the ball, he's become a really good blocker, you know, when he's in, his, in kind of the Y position. So uh, he, he's, an, he's an up-and-comer, and, and we're looking forward to hopefully having him for years to come. Brandon Bean, ladies and gentlemen, Bills GM, who's obviously done a fantastic job up there. The Bills, year over year, got better and better and better along with the development of their quarterback, and here they are knocking on the door. Will they be able to kick it open and walk through? It looks inevitable to me, but we shall see. Brandon Bean, thank you very much. Thanks a lot, B. Thanks, Max. All right, Appreciate you guys. Jay Will. Have a good day, brother. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell suspended Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley through at least the 2022 season. Like everyone else, I'm kind of processing this because it's so unusual. It seems like it's ugly. It's not going to get any better anytime soon for Calvin Ridley. Will he be reinstated? And even if he is, do you want him back after what happened? These kind of mistakes you just don't make because you know the ins and outs. You know the do's and don'ts. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and we welcome in 
Peter King to the show right now. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, Pete. How you doing? Great. Hey, Key. How are you? Good. Great Good. to have you. Um, what's your reaction, Peter, to the Calvin Ridley suspension? The entire 2022 season, at least, for betting on NFL games, but reportedly the investigation revealed as part of a $1,500 parlay, which involved him betting on the Falcons to win. What's your reaction to the suspension? Uh, you know, it's stunning to see, but when you think about it, uh, I wouldn't, I, the more I thought about it, the less surprised I was. I mean, the NFL has gotten into bed with gambling companies, has made uh, jillion dollar contracts uh, with three of them, and uh, basically in the span of about four or five years, uh, gambling has gone from the evil empire, uh, in you know, among uh, NFL owners in the league office, to hey, welcome, come on in, uh, make us rich. So that part of it, uh, the fact that a player who is not playing football and who's got a lot of dead time and uh, can just literally put an app on his phone and gamble like you can order a pizza. Uh, Am I surprised? It's shocking to see, of course, because players are told over and over and over again, you can't gamble. But I think we'd be naive to think there are 1,696 active players in the NFL at a given time. And there are probably another 800 on practice squads and IR uh, you know, at any given time. So there's 2,500 people. And to think that none of them would be using gambling apps to gamble or, or whatever, I think is a little bit naive. I mean, look, I live in New York, and there's a story that in the first six weeks of legalized sports gambling in the state of New York, one out of every six adults had a gambling app on their phone in the state of New York. So that's like, you know, it's becoming an absolutely pervasive way of life for people to spend some leisure time. So I do think that this is not going to be the only time this happens. Peter, it looks like that the uh, the Cowboys are going to be releasing Amari Cooper in the free agency. I want to know from you, what teams you think would best fit his skill set? I think the perfect team for him, not necessarily to fit his skill set, Key, but a team that should be frothing at the mouth to sign Amari Cooper if he comes free is the New York Jets. I mean, they have a desperate need to support a young quarterback who really showed signs last year that he can be the answer. But he can't be the answer with a thin receiving core like that. So that's one. And I think the one other team that I think would really interest me, uh, you know, in terms of in terms of him would be the Patriots. I think there's no question that Bill Belichick knows that he's got to get a weapon or two more for Mac Jones. Uh, And and look, I think there will be a lot of teams interested in him. 
And there are a lot of teams with a lot of cap money. So I, I look for him to not make a huge amount of money. He's not going to make $20 million a year, but I don't think he's going to get hurt that much by this release. So uh, talking to Peter King here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. So uh, the Combine last weekend, Peter, there's something going on with the track down there. I mean, people are running crazy times every other. What was your biggest takeaway? That of the six fastest 40 times in the history of the scouting combine, only one person, Chris Johnson, the running back for uh, Tennessee who rushed for 2,000 yards in his second year in the NFL, only one has ever been any sort of player in the NFL. And uh, so I think that the 40-yard dash is the bright, shiny object that gets everybody excited and everybody gets fired up. Jordan Davis runs. He's 116 pounds heavier than Patrick Mahomes, yet he runs a faster 40 time. It's all an incredible story, and it's fun to talk about. But tell me, what does it really mean? I mean, if you talk to NFL scouts, they'll tell you that Jordan Davis is – uh, you know, he only played 18% of the third down snaps this year for Georgia, which if you have a guy who's 340 pounds and he's as fast and quick as he is, you're saying, why are there two other guys on his team who the Georgia coaching staff, defensive interior players, uh, thought were at least as good or better? So I don't know what it means other than, it's really fun to watch, but you probably shouldn't go overboard on it. Yeah, Cooper Cup ran so that we know 4.75 at the NFL Combine. He was Offensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl champion in the NFL. Joining us this morning is Peter King, Football Morning in America, NBC Sports on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, are we coming to a close with the Aaron Rodgers saga? What what decisions will the pack will what decision will Devontae Adams uh, make affect the Aaron Rodgers decision? Well, here's the thing, Key. I mean, everybody was saying it. I, he might make a decision. He might make an announcement today. I don't know. But everybody was saying, hey, look for Tuesday because that's the deadline for putting the, uh, the franchise tag on guys. The Packers have to know some things by Tuesday. They're putting the franchise tag on Devontae Adams anyway unless – in the very unlikely event, they reach a long-term deal with them. And, and so I think the real deadline is next Tuesday, you know, or, or, you know, early next week anyway, around the start of the league year, when the Packers clearly are going to want to know whether Rodgers is going to be their quarterback or, if not, whether they're going to get three ones and a player or two for them. So I think we, it, it may last a while longer. And, again, I don't know. But I do think that, and look, I, I wrote about this at the end of December in my column, that if he leaves Green Bay, the most likely place has to be Denver. I knew at the time they had a very high regard internally for, uh, for Nathaniel Hackett. He might have gotten the job. I, I mean, I think he was going to get the job anyway. Nathaniel Hackett is not didn't go into the interview saying, I can bring Aaron Rodgers. But – all it means is that it's a nice landing spot 
if he does decide he wants to play somewhere else. But I also think that there is a way, even though it would really hurt Denver financially and, uh, you know, in terms of compensation, uh, you know, uh, trade compensation, there is a way they can get both Rodgers and Adams, but, man, uh, they're not going to be able to do very much with their team in the next two or three years if indeed that happens. But, you know, it'll make it fun. That obviously is the first huge shoe to drop, and we're all waiting to see what his decision is. Peter King, ladies and gentlemen. Peter, thanks for joining us this morning. You're welcome, guys. My pleasure. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Key, uh, Yankees president, team president, Randy Levine, weighed in on the Michael K. show on 98.7, of course, here in New York, um, on the state of the labor negotiations in baseball. And I thought, well, listen to what he had to say, and we'll think about it coming out of it. But listen, listen to Randy Levine. All of us have to just try harder. We have to get back in the room, understand, as I said, this is not about winning and losing. We're all on the same team. The players are upset. What happened five years ago, they felt they made some wrong choices. That's okay. I was around when Marvin Miller and Don Fear and the union and the owners felt they made a lot of wrong choices. But we've had over 20 years of labor peace before this. We don't need to be attacking each other. We need to understand what is doable what is possible and compromise everyone needs to compromise because this is a really bad thing to show our fans to show people it's embarrassing to be where we are key you know what i like about that sound a lot is that i really object to people talking to fans and media like we're stupid you know and and that's what um major league baseball commissioner has done recently you know when they talks about well it's about competitive balance that's a lie he knows it's not true, and he's saying it anyway. It's a lie. Because if it's about competitive balance, take the luxury tax and give it to the small market owners, right, when the big markets go over it, but force the small markets to spend it on players, right? No, that's not what it's about. They want to pocket more money. And the way Randy Levine is talking, which I like, it's like, look, there's basically saying there's $10 million to go around here. we got to figure out how to divvy this up. We can all get rich. Let's not, you know, like, there, there are points that they win that we win. Let's figure it out. He's not lying. He's just telling you how it is. I appreciate that. 
No, he's, he's certainly telling you how, he, how it is. And he's the first uh, front office executive, a team official, to speak publicly about the lockout. Um, you know, he wants you to know that we got this peanut butter. Now we're just trying to figure out how to spread it because we can't we can't take two thirds of it and give the rest to the players. They can't take two thirds of it and give it the rest to us. So we got to meet somewhere in the middle and let's get back in the room. Let's put our pants on. Let's play big boy and get this thing done because we owe it to our fans. Yeah. By the way, peanut butter. I thought you were going to go with jelly. But I feel like peanut butter and jelly yeah. is, is not. I do Je- jelly doesn't spread as well as peanut butter. Do you do peanut? I'll do a peanut butter and jelly still every now and then. But I I, I like it with a, the peanut butter with banana and honey now more. It is no little, no. I'm not really eating good. that healthy. Oh, it's good. Key, it's good. I'm surprised you're a. Yeah, no, it's a, good. But I, I I'm gonna eat peanut butter and jelly. I just got to make sure I got the right bread because I, I got a healthy family, and the bread it could be bad. Without Anthony Davis. Max keeps saying Russell Westbrook is going to turn on the switch. He hasn't done it yet. I don't know when Max is going to give up on that. It's going to probably rely on, you know, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and hopefully you get Davis back, um, you know, within the next month here. All the things that everybody said could be the problems for this team have happened. But guess what? The team is way worse than I would have expected Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. By the way, what I didn't mention just then before we move on, according to Jeff Passan, Major League Baseball is going to cancel another week of games if a deal is not reached by tonight. Anyway, guys, there's some quick uh, breaking news on the NFL front before we get into the Los Angeles Lakers. According to Diana Rossini, the Tampa Bay Bucks are currently working on a long-term contract for receiver Chris Godwin. If a deal is not struck... Um, between the two sides, by 4 p.m. today, we're talking about a matter of hours, you can expect Tampa to franchise him for the second consecutive year. Boy, that gets expensive, too, per annum, right? One source told Rossini this could come down to the wire. Key, what do you, you know, I, I heard from Tannenbaum over the last couple of days and, and last week this thought that wideouts, because there's such a supply of them coming out of college, right, because of all the offenses in college, the multiple wideouts needed at a high level, that it could drive the price down on wideouts in the pros, just supply and demand. What do you think about what do you think about what you're hearing as it relates to Godwin? No, it's it, remember they're, they're tagging him. If they tag him today, they, they got all the way to June to, to get a deal done. So it's not bad. It just means that they have to navigate around signing free agents depending on how active they want to be in the free agent market. Maybe they don't go the first wave of free agency because they have the depth on their team. They go into the second and third wave of free agency, and that was their plan all along. In terms of what Mike says about, first of all, when Mike Tannenbaum talked about driving the market down from a receiver's standpoint, remember he is a general manager by in trade and by heart. So he's talking like a general manager. The market isn't going anywhere. Receivers are going to get paid because college receivers versus experienced receivers in the pros is not the same. Amari well, Cooper is going to, as you heard Peter King say, he's not losing much money in the free agent market if the Cowboys and when the Cowboys release him. So then there's the Lakers and, and the NBA news we talked about uh, heading out of the last segment. First, let's hear from Frank Vogel on LeBron James – who, we've been talking about it on this show, should LeBron keep doing what 
what Kobe did the year he played them into the playoffs, right? When they had the super team, Dwight Powell and Steve Nash, and they were falling on their face until Kobe just took over, willed them into the playoffs. But, you know, in those last 40-some-odd games, he's playing so many minutes, he popped his Achilles. And we were debating that recently on this show, Key and Jay and me, and talking about what do you do if you're LeBron? Do you fight so hard for a nine seed? You know, well, check this out. He missed last night's loss to the Spurs, LeBron did, with what Coach Vogel described as significant knee soreness. Here's Coach. No. Yeah, in Brooklyn, after the Brooklyn game, going into Philly. Uh, no, we don't think it's it's that. You know, we think uh, we're, we're hopeful that another a day or two will get us back for the Houston, get him back for the Houston game. So, Jay, on the one hand, we were talking about this just the other day. On the other, as much as it's bad here, uh-oh, knee soreness. Could this be a blessing in disguise for LeBron, not only to take a day off at least, but also maybe to cut back on some of these minutes going forward? Jay's mic is screwed up again. Oh, Jay's mic. What about, what about you, Key? While Jay's figuring out his mic, what, what, do, you, um, what do you think? Do you, like, is it, could it be a blessing in disguise for LeBron? I mean, it could be, but I don't – you know me, Max, I don't subscribe to – the theory of injuries and he's getting older, so therefore he's going to break all the way down. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all because his body is totally different than the late Kobe Bryant, right? Kobe Bryant's body was totally different. They both trained extremely hard. They both took care of their bodies extremely well. But LeBron James is built differently. And if he can go, he goes. That's just how he plays. He doesn't look to rest up. And I think you have to allow him – to be himself and not try to coddle him to a point where you're worried about next year when this year is extremely important. Because if they get into the playoffs, however they get there, and Anthony Davis comes back and he comes back right, and then Westbrook, I almost called him West Brick. Don't do West that, Keith. Don't no, do that. He, that's but, he know, but he would know that I'm not – yeah, he would know that that's not me. Westbrook goes to the bench and takes care of the second unit – then the Lakers may come up with a formula that works to make a deep run in the playoffs. And yet, Jay, you asked me earlier today, and I did the math in my head. That's right, I added up five seasons of games and divided by five, and I got to exactly 59 games a season. Oh, six years. Last six years, if you include this one as a full year, Uh it's, uh, no, sorry, five years, it's 295 games, which is 59 games a season that LeBron's played. He's not playing full seasons anymore. AD isn't that far off. He's actually 53 games per season. Put that into perspective for a second. For as much as people destroy AD for not being there, just put that into perspective. I I, I do want to say, though, about Frank Vogel and LeBron James, here's the interesting part. Because when he played 39 minutes when he went for 56 against the Golden State Warriors, Key, do you know the last time LeBron James in his career has attempted 31 shots and 13 free throw attempts? No, but you're going to tell me. 2015, game two of the NBA Finals. He was 30 years old. Everything was on the line, too. So, I, it, so 15, we, there was no Kyrie, no Kevin yeah, Love. So, he had to so, do everything. So think about this. We're now in March asking LeBron James, which is fine. I understand. This is what LeBron likes to do, to, to exert this type of playoff NBA Finals energy for his team to fight for nine seed. Now, here's another argument. In the play-in tournament, people talk about if they get through the play-in tournament. If they were to play against the Clippers or the Timberwolves, they are collectively one in seven 
versus those two teams. And yet, LeBron this year. with AD and Westbrook, we, it's almost like the Nets last well, year, although the pieces don't fit as well. We really well, haven't seen it yet. Not really. Why we have we, seen it yet. When? We have seen it. Early in we, the season when Westbrook just got there? We haven't seen these guys get used to each other well, and well, all let me, play let me ask together. You a question. Yeah. What makes you think, in the right frame of mind, that Anthony Davis is going to come back the last 14 games of the year and just be Anthony Davis was an all star? No, but I think maybe that, I think that is I think that is enough runway to yeah, get right for the playoffs. Good enough. I think I, I he's think good it, enough that he'll be right. Though. I think yeah. you guys. The playoffs, are, I, think, yeah. I think you guys are a little bit in glamour of what the Lakers could be because of the name power. I don't think you guys are seeing. But so let what me ask you this though, this Jay. Year. I was going to ask you this. You said the Lakers in the ninth seed. Why would they fight for the ninth seed? I didn't say well, why would they fight for the ninth seed. I'm just saying you're asking no, but, LeBron but, James to exert this type of energy. Yes, for the ninth seed. Yes, but why? Why is it any different? The Brooklyn Nets is a ninth seed. What, what's the like? I don't hear the same energy given off energy about the, the Nets. Nets in the ninth seed and the Lakers in the ninth seed when both of them had high hopes with star power coming into the season. And I'm, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around why. Well, I do have the same energy for the Nets. I just don't know what the situation is going to be with Kyrie Irving. But I've also said that with Kyrie Irving just playing road games and Ben Simmons not being able to play that I'm really concerned about them as well. Nets and Lakers is the New York LA Super Team Super Finals that never was. It's it ain't it don't look like that's in the cards. No, it's not. LeBron and Kobe never met in the finals. It's hard, man. You don't always get that thing you think is like, "Oh my god, that captures your imagination." That's why they play the games. And in the Lakers' case, they don't play very many games together. Uh, as with, that was the same problem the Nets had. And in the Lakers' case, the pieces don't fit as well as the Nets. At least when the Nets were on the floor together, you go, ooh, that's something else. That has not been the case with the Lakers. So, guys, usually when you bet on yourself, that's a good thing. Not if you're Calvin Ridley. He bet on himself, and now he is paying quite a price. We're going to get back to the big NFL news on the standout NFL wideout coming up next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.